1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
0: Fall Guy. the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13.
0: Hello and welcome to a combo edition of the Ace Plus podcast and the Giants Splash podcast. I'm Susan Slesser, the Chronicle's A's beat writer, and I will be joined in just a moment by Henry Schulman, our Giants beat writer, and we will talk about the just completed Bay Bridge series, what went right for the Giants, what went wrong for the A's, and what both teams are looking for in September as the A's try to hold down a playoff spot and the Giants try to get into contention and maybe land one of their own. All of that next on Ace Plus. Hello and welcome to another joint edition of the A's Plus and Giants Splash Podcasts. I am Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser with Henry Shulman, who covers the Giants for the Chronicle. Uh, It was an interesting weekend series at the Coliseum, Henry, and of course the A's and Giants played each other four times in all uh, over the last two weeks. What did you take away, particularly from the weekend series, Um, you know, the Giants came in having lost four in a row and, and played the A's very tough, took both games.
1: Yeah, you know, the Giants have been a comeback team all year. I mean, they've had some big comebacks. Uh, they've actually done some well against some of the better uh, pitching in the league, some of the better teams in the league and coming back. And, you know, obviously you don't expect an eight-run inning uh, to, to win one game. Uh, but, you know, Evan Longoria's been kind of hot, and he had a big day today. He had a home run for his 1,000th RBI, and uh, he he also uh, got the, the big hit uh, against Trinan. Uh, to win the game today and uh, the Giants bullpen is starting to come together a little bit so you know it, it, it's one of those bounce back things that good teams do I mean it's not so much uh, the four losses in a row it's the way they just were like I mean, they just couldn't uh, have a chance they had a chance against the Cubs at Wrigley Field and to come back after that long flight and all and take two teams and, and actually win the whole Bay Bridge thing which they rarely ever do I think this is the first time since 2015 uh, it's you know it's another stepping stone as they try to uh, you know try to make a push toward a very unlikely playoff spot. Which I know the A's uh, the A's got some good news today even before the series because Cleveland lost. And uh, I guess uh, as the A's go to Kansas City, they're right in the thick of it. What one game uh, one game out tied with Tampa, right?
0: yeah you know what i'm sure the a's are disappointed losing both games to the giants but when you look at it they go seven and three on the home stand and the first two teams in are houston which has had its way with the a's all year and then the yankees uh, who are coming in with the best record in baseball so overall i don't think the a's can be too disappointed even despite losing uh an opportunity to gain some ground in in the playoff race but you know what this series against the giants continue to highlight the one issue the A's have had consistently all year and that's the bullpen um and that's so the giants for that reason were a bad matchup for the A's this year the giants score late they kind of chip away they, they've got a little bit of a come good comeback mode and the a's bullpen is vulnerable uh, there's really, uh, really just one, one guy who's been consistently good and reliable all year, and that that makes things kind of tough. So, that that's something the A's have tried to deal with, and I think are going to continue to try to to make some changes and make some tweaks here and there as they go forward. Particularly with you know a number of really interesting names right now at Triple A. just about ready to come back. Jesus Lizardo. Uh, and matt harvey who i think was not initially really in the a's plans kind of signed to a minor league deal as a and eh, maybe see what he's got let him showcase himself for next year maybe he might be a consideration for the a's but I, be, yeah. be a consideration elsewhere but you know what he's pitched really well and the a's could use some good middle relief so i could think we could see one or, one or more of those guys up pretty soon
1: now, I was going to ask you about that because you know, I mean, I I have not seen the A's a lot. I covered a couple of games for you earlier in the season. Uh, you know, obviously saw the Giants A's, uh, and uh, I mean, these are pitchers like that that have just dominated the Giants over the years. When when I've seen them or uh, uh, in past years, you know, guys like uh, Trinan and Trevino, and all of a sudden they look pretty vulnerable.
0: Yeah, uh, Trinan and Trevino. The the fact that the A's are in contention. Uh, and really doing it without Trinan or Trevino essentially all year and without Chris Davis, really, for, for the better part of uh, almost three months uh, is, is astonishing. But Trinan uh, seems to think that the new baseball and the the kind of the, the changes in the way the game is played this year have really hurt him as a sinker baller. Uh, Trevino uh, has just, you know, he's he's had periods where he's been pretty good for a month or so. And then uh, he'll follow that up with a, an equally poor month. So nobody's really been reliable except for Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks has, has kind of saved the a's, base, the a's bacon. If you look at the A's offensive MVP, it's obviously been Marcus Simeon this year, which I think is a little bit as, of a surprise and and defensive too. Uh, but, but overall, it might be Liam Hendricks. I don't think the A's are where they are without him because he's really the only guy that Bob Melvin has been able to rely on consistently.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he was used in uh, behind, from behind today, yeah. with uh, trying to keep it as a one-run game.
0: You know, Will Smith,
1: uh, the Giants closer, he got his 30th save today. Uh, kind of weird, where Fegley uh, hit uh, a hustle double for with two outs, and he was called out. So it was one of those strange things, which I actually hate, where, you know, you think the game is over, uh, and then it has to go to review. And I mean, we clearly saw on the replay that he was safe. Uh, And then uh, he he came back and actually got Simeon for the final out. Um, But, uh, I mean, I think it was a good series here for the Giants' uh, bullpen. Uh, Maybe not everybody in the bullpen. And what you're seeing with the Giants is kind of uh, interesting. They traded away three relievers at the deadline. They traded away two of their best right-handers, or two of their hottest right-handers anyway, Sam Dyson and Mark Melanson. They also traded away Drew Pomerantz, who was kind of settling in as a pretty good, left-handed specialist uh the guy come in or not even a left-handed specialist you know he was getting right handers out too one of the best strikeout pitchers in in the league and you know you know him you've seen him and the Giants had to sort of start over with the, the bullpen they had the best bullpen in the in the major leagues without question statistically um just with the eye test they had the best bullpen and they traded it all away because Farhan Zaidi uh, I mean, he, he wants the Giants to play uh, meaningful baseball as far as they can into the season, but with an eye toward the future. And he got a bunch of good prospects for them. But then he, they had to kind of start over with the bullpen with roles and with different guys. And they brought in uh, from the minors, they brought in John Dell Gustave, the former Astro. Uh, Sam Coonrod, who's been a prospect of theirs for a long time, who throws hard, had Tommy John surgery, and we're starting to see sort of a reformation of, of how guys are being used. Uh, Maranta, Reyes Maranta, and Tony Watson, who's pitching a lot better now, are sort of the seventh and eighth inning guys, not necessarily in that order. Um, and then Gustave and Gott, and um, you know some of some of the and, and Coonrod uh, are sort of the middle guys who can be used at any time. And they've had some hiccups because you're not going to replace three veteran relievers like that with, um, you know, three three essentially young pitchers and not have some hiccups. But if the Giants are going to make a run here, and, and you know, I, my personal feeling is that, you know, it's going to take 22 and 10 in their last 32 to get to the playoffs, which is going to be hard with the schedule they face. The bullpen is going to have to be as good as it was in the first half, and, and that's going to be a challenge.
0: Yeah, I you know what, I, I really – didn't know much about the Giants' new relievers, and and I like the looks. You know, that's a it's not a bad unit. I I would think the A's might even consider a straight up swap. Maybe not. Well, you know what? Even if you he did Hendricks for Will Smith, I don't think you're 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 losing much there. So, uh, yeah, that that's not that that's a pretty useful bunch over there. The Giants. It bullpen. is.
1: It is. Yeah. And I mean, I I still think. Uh, I mean, the offense has come around a little bit. So uh, I I still think the bullpen is the best unit. Uh, the rotation is the biggest uh, issue. Obviously, they only have two reliable starters. They only have two or two starters who aren't in diapers, basically. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know the offense is starting to come around, but it's uh, it's still hit and miss. And uh, it, uh, the Giants fans want to see some guys coming up from uh, from Triple A uh, to actually do a little bit of hitting.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Ace fans would like to see some guys come in from Triple A to do a little bit of pitching. Now well, um, you can't
1: make trades anymore. You can't make trades anymore this time of year, yeah,
0: don't you? Yeah, so it's just it's just uh it's just triple A or signing Matt Harvey, I guess. Uh, uh-huh. now i I'm sure you remember last year Mark Canna made a, some waves uh, at Oracle Park when he goes deep late in a game and then says, This is my house. He has a nice series this weekend. Am I right in suspecting he's maybe not the fav- the Giants favorite guy in the Ace team?
1: Well, right now, Ryan Buchter is the guy who's, you know, not the favorite. Yeah, I, mean, I saw he...
0: some of that. That was surprising.
1: And, and it was surprising to Stephen Vogt, too. I mean, just to kind of catch some of our listeners up, uh, Stephen Vogt hit a home run against Ryan Buchter uh, last night. It was the first time they had ever faced each other. Vogt did not know the ball was gone. He dropped his bat, put his head down, and ran. He didn't do anything Canha like uh, if I can use that adjective, I guess uh, he didn't do anything to. He didn't style it. He didn't flip his bat or anything. He just ran around the bases, celebrated in the uh, the dugout, gave the team a six-run lead, and they ended up winning. And then today, first pitch, uh, through excuse me, th- throws one over Vote's head, and Vote had to hit the hit the dirt. And uh, nobody on the Giants side could really understand that. And you know, the old it, it slipped. Uh, Vote didn't really buy that because he said that he's never seen this pitcher miss up and into a lefty like that. So I don't know what it was about. If it had not been a one-run game, I'm pretty sure, from what my uh, inside clubhouse sources say, I'm pretty sure that uh, if it wasn't a one-run game in the uh, eighth inning, that there would have been some retaliation, and we could have really seen some fun here in this in this Giants and A's series. Yeah. But you know, I got to ask you about Canna. I mean, I you know th- this is a guy he plays a bunch of different positions right yep and and what surprised me is the kind of range he has in center field usually you don't see a center fielder slash type guy you know you seem to see a center fielder right fielder guy now he had an interesting game today because he also um you know he he made a great catch to Rob Longoria uh but then he you know he he made a terrible throw on a sacrifice fly home he should have gotten him out because he was so shallow should have gotten Kevin Pilar out and then he uh, had a ball get by him for or an error, but I mean, is Canna, can, can he really be a center fielder?
0: Yeah, he's better in center than I think almost anybody has uh, expected. He has really held down the fort pretty well while Ramon Laureano has been on the DL, and obviously he's been the A's hottest hitter all, all through August. Uh, so the question becomes when Laureano comes back probably on or about September 1st, what happens? Uh, you can't lose Canna in the lineup now. Initially, now with uh, Piscotty, looks like we'll go on the DL, the IL, excuse me, with um, an (laughs) ankle sprain uh, that Canada probably just moves over to right, which he did earlier in the season when Piscotty was out with a knee sprain. Uh, But when Piscotty comes back, um, and certainly before Piscotty was hurt, when I was talking to people, you know, the last couple of days... Really, the, the assumption was Chris Davis would probably have a reduced number of at-bats. He's just, the A's have given him every opportunity to get going. They'd love to see him get going. This is not uh, any sort of slight on Chris Davis. I think everybody in the clubhouse loves him. Everybody in the front office, all the coaches, everyone, you know, is, is a big uh, Chris Davis supporter. And they've shown that by leaving him in there for, you know, really to more than two months at this point. He's been slumping and not contributing. I think the feeling is... You know, they're in a pennant race. They have to win games. And I think the idea was, before this Piscotti's injury, uh, that Marcano was probably going to get the bulk of right-handed hitting uh, DH duties. And, you know, then they, maybe occasionally... Davis would be in there but uh, you know what I, I think it, it was going to be probably less more time on the bench than not which is fascinating for the reigning major league home run hitter and the highest paid player on the A's roster now Yeah you don't usually extension. you
1: don't usually see that Yeah you know I uh, this brings something up on the Giants side too Buster Posey uh, you know they had to make a decision with davis to 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 limit his at bats and um you know he like you say he's the highest paid player here you got buster posey who's like an icon he's a hero and and darn he just can't hit anymore especially against right handers um he is just overmatched he was overmatched today he had four strikeouts grounded into a double play he has his share of games and bocce won't drop him Below the the uh, third or fourth spot in the order, he hits second sometimes, which might be a better spot for him because he does have an ability to get on base occasionally. Um, but you know, it, it, it's just interesting when you have a guy like Posey, who um, I don't he's not I don't know if he's the highest paid player by average annual value right now or top salary um but he's up there uh but he's also an icon and Bruce Bochy in his final days just doesn't seem to have the heart to drop him down to sixth and seventh in the order which is where he probably should be right now against right-handed pitching especially uh Belt Belt can bat eighth uh Crawford batted ninth today Crawford's actually starting to come around a little bit um and I think this is going to be an interesting thing that's going to happen down the road, because I don't think a new manager who is working with Farhan Zaidi, uh, maybe a little more closely than Bochi uh, works with Zaidi, is going to kind of stand for Posey to um just not produced from the third spot in the order and uh it could be an interesting situation um next year with uh with Posey who's still got a few you know few years left in his contract to see what happens. I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves because I just don't think Bochi is gonna do it this September. Uh he's actually playing Bo- uh, Posey a little bit less. Vote is actually getting more Stars, and he's a far better hitter. Posey's the far better defender, um, so that's just one of the kind of interesting sub subplots for yeah. September. I'm sure the A's have some too.
0: Well, the Davis one is probably the most the most interesting one, and then kind of what do they do with Manaya and uh, et, et cetera. But yeah, it's it's nice to see Stephen vote from from everybody in the A's perspective. I think fans included would say it's a nice to see Stephen vote doing so well. I'm sure the A's didn't want to weren't hoping for that three run home run in the first game in, at Oakland, but uh, you know, it, it looked like his career was over with that shoulder injury he sustained when he was with the Brewers. So really, it was going to be a long, um, you know, long odds facing him coming back from that. And here he is, he looks as good as he did in his heyday with the A's, which is, that's wonderful to see. And it's a nice option for, for the Giants, certainly, you know, especially with, with Posey not hitting the way that, that people are used to him hitting.
1: Yeah, and they're going to have some interesting decisions to make this winter regarding the catching situation too. I mean, the assumption was that uh, vote was sort of like a fill-in for a year. Uh, next year, maybe Joey Bart comes up, uh, and he and and Posey split catching while Posey kind of moves over to the infield. Uh, but Bart had a setback this year. He got his um, he he got his hand broken by a pitch. He was out six weeks. He hasn't risen through the system the way. Um, you know, they had hoped he would, uh, at the in spring training, there was even a remote possibility he would come up. Uh, but just sort of bringing us back to the winner. I, I don't see how the giants don't try to get Steven vote back. I mean, he's, he's a critical, he's been a critical piece. He's been a great club. I mean, you know, I mean, he's like any clubhouse he's in is, is automatically um, a better clubhouse. He's a, he's a good team leader. Um, uh, and, and he can just smack the baseball around and, um, you know the giants gave him a nice opportunity to uh, try and reestablish his market and uh i I think he can get i mean not a huge salary for his age but uh a catcher who can a left-handed hitting catcher who can do what he does um you know i i think it'll be interesting he he should get some offers this year and i personally think the giants should you know to heck with joey bart for now sign steven road for a year and not worry about the future at the moment and make sure that uh, that they have him for for 2019 or 2020 rather yeah
0: i love i love that idea you know he's from visalia he grew up loving the giants he loves the bay area uh you know that would be uh i think that could be a nice win-win for everybody now what kind of decisions do the giants have to make in september how do you see things going here and then as we get close to the the final month of the season
1: Well, this is fascinating, again, because the Giants went out and they got some good hitting prospects for some of the pitching that they traded away. Uh, The two prime guys that they're looking at, and both of them have just been crushing it at Sacramento. Uh, One is Jalen Davis, who's an outfielder that they got from the Twins in the Sam Dyson deal. The other is Mauricio Dubon, who's a Honduran-born player, actually grew up in Sacramento, uh, R. Ron Kroychik wrote a great feature on it. I would Google it if you're interested in in reading it uh, on Mauricio Dubon. And um, it, it it's interesting because I think both are expected to come up this year. But um, the, the the question becomes, whom do they play in place of? The Giants have four outfielders right now, and all of them are pretty well producing. Uh, and with the, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Slater is really starting to crush it against left handed pitching, Austin Slater. Uh, Dickerson has been uh, a big hitter for them, uh, since he came on board. Uh, Pilar, you know, he theoretically, he, he might be the team MVP. Uh, and Yastremski who's been the biggest revelation. So, if Jalen Davis comes up, where is he going to play? How often will Bochy play him? Same with Mauricio Dubon. You have he's a guy who's a middle infielder, and um, you know Crawford is definitely on the downslope. But uh, Bochy is kind of loath to take him out for too many days in a row. Um, and then uh, you know he's a right-handed hitter, Dubon, and then you have Donovan Solano, who's hitting three fifty with an OPS approaching nine hundred, mostly because of what he, what he does to the left-handed pitching. So I think the decisions the the, the really the, the key decisions are who they're going to bring up beyond those two. I mean, will it be Chris Shaw from the outfield? Uh, will they bring back Zach green? Who's an infielder used to be in the uh, uh, a Phillies organization. Um, you know, not so much on the pitching front because uh, all the pitchers pretty much are up here. The ones who are going to be key guys. But the question is how much playing time if they bring up Mauricio Dubon and, and Jalen Davis, uh, the the middle infielder and the outfielder who you know the, uh, tremendous gets for by far anxiety how much are you going to give them how much playing time are you going to give them um in a playoff race when you have a manager like Bruce Bochy who really trusts his
0: veterans yeah that's that's interesting stuff the, the A's have some uh interesting potential things they could do in September too you know they've gotten virtually nothing from their second base spot um most of the year Corbin Joseph has has probably done a little bit more than Jerks and Profar did. Um, Obviously very little major league time. Profar has really been a disaster uh, in in pretty much every way. They could bring Franklin Bredo back up, but he has yet to do anything consistently good when in his numerous big league opportunities. I kind of think maybe they consider Jorge Mateo, uh, who is lightning fast, usually a shortstop could uh, presumably could play some second uh, and if if not play second, at least be a pinch running op- uh, possibility. Um, and one of those kind of guys when you can go to a potential playoff series and you've got an extra spot on the bench could be a, a terrific pinch runner type. Um, and then catcher. Uh, I know Chris Herman left today's game with a groin contusion. I don't know how serious that is. Uh, but the A's, uh, right now they don't really have a, a catcher who's super reliable late in games catching the ball. Josh Fegley has some real strengths, uh, but balls in the dirt are not one of them. Pitch framing is not one of them. Uh, Dustin Garneau, who cleared waivers and went back to Las Vegas, is a veteran who has some experience and who could maybe help them out in that respect. But Sean Murphy is the A's top position player prospect. He's a very good all-around catcher. The problem is he's been hurt a lot of the year with various knee injuries, and I'm not sure if they want to bring him up in September or if they want to give him a little bit of a break once the aviator season is over. So that's a fascinating uh, question there because, you know, the A's are trying, you know, they're they're close to or in a playoff spot most of the last few weeks. So if they're going to go for it, some of these decisions could really have a bearing on some moves that they might want to make in September.
1: But I always always think of the A's as a team – you can tell me if i'm wrong that is willing to put the playoff uh put its playoff hopes in the hands of younger players uh, on the theory that if the younger players are better uh they're going to help us win more than yeah. the older players that's that's where i see the big dilemma with the giants which has has always been a team that you know trust old guys first uh <laughs> and then you know give the give the young guys a chance when the old guys falter uh i mean i, I mean would the a's put uh you know just say in the middle of september to uh you know like uh, a second baseman or a catcher like you're talking about okay here go let's see what you can do
0: well you know i think if sean murphy hadn't had these knee injuries a lot of the year including a minor knee operation i think he he probably would be their catcher in september flat out probably would be their catcher right now um uh and mateo i don't know because uh he has mostly been a shortstop so uh, that that's an interesting question, but you know what? They're not going to get much less from the second base spot than than what they've been getting. Uh, I like Corbin Joseph, and I think he actually has been a little bit of an upgrade. Profar, uh, you know, every now and then seems like he certainly at least has a. I know the A's don't believe in clutch hitting, but if they have a clutch hitter on the team, he actually is among the guys that can that can do that. So he's not a, a complete zero, but uh, that that is a spot where if the A's are looking to do anything. Uh, they might consider they they certainly at least have some interesting options with Barreto, who what used to be their top position prospect and, and Jorge Mateo and then Sean Murphy. Yeah. Kutcher, so fascinating.
1: Barreto. Yeah. Barreto was one of those guys that uh, a lot of the Giants fans were hoping to get if the Giants and A's somehow swung a deal uh, for one of the, you know, the Giants relievers. And, uh, you know, I I really don't know the insides of this. Uh, I mean, we had heard that, the, uh, you know, Farhan and, uh, and Dave Force were talking uh, late into the July trading system. Uh, I don't know what the Giants were seeking from the A's. Uh, it, it, you know, I think John Shea was, it might allude to this in the column that he's writing for tomorrow's uh, Chronicle. Uh, about how it's just maybe unfortunate that they couldn't swing a deal because, uh, I mean, that could have been very symbiotic uh, if the um, A's had picked up uh, somebody like a, Mel- a Melanson or a Dyson uh, or even a Pomerantz, the way he was uh, fit- throwing against left-handed pitchers, and uh, the Giants maybe could dip into that really good A's system, and it and it never worked out. I don't know if you heard anything about that i am still waiting for my first giants a's trade which i'm sure I, I will see before the first giants dodgers trade
0: i know i'm just a little disappointed in farhan and david that they didn't play i know the a's definitely had interest in will smith i think that's where their their interest really uh was probably the strongest mm-hmm. uh and uh i think probably the cost for somebody like will smith was just going to be a little bit too high in terms of of prospects. It was probably that one level up. I, I you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the A's would have parted with Pareto because clearly they're a little down on him. He's he's slipped a little under the radar, I think, for them. But... Well, um... yes, yeah, clearly,
1: and clearly the Giants were looking for a second base upgrade, yeah. and that's, you know, why they got Mauricio Dubon. And, uh, you know, a lot of the Giants fans are upset because they think that, uh, uh, that Farhan held on to uh, Bumgarner and Smith. When you look at the haul the Giants got for Sam Dyson, yeah. and I realized Dyson had another year of control, and it was a huge haul. and, and I have to think that um, uh, they were going to at least want the same kind of haul for Will Smith. And um, you know, I, I don't think any team was going to give that up oh, for yeah. a rental. We Probably didn't see more. any trade. Yeah. We didn't see any rental. We didn't see any rentals really change hands this, yeah. this July, did we?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the A's picked up some sort of middle of the road starters who have been very good. You know, in, in Homer Bailey and Tanner Roark, who are who are rentals. But yeah, that's there. There were not a lot. Um, no, and, and Jake no, Diekman obviously no. but um, yeah that's uh, it, it's interesting I, I'm sure uh, the, the A's certainly probably had interest in Will Smith but I, I don't know if they had interest in, in, in really any of the other guys I think they like Tony Watson a lot in theory but that contract scared them off with all those yeah. escalators
1: <laughs> well it basically would have been a, I believe it's a, I, and I've done the math on this a million times but I, basically he was going to make $7.5 next year and he still had about $3 million this year so it's $10 million and then uh you know, he just had a horrible, horrible run of uh I mean he, I think at one point he gave up nine runs while only getting three outs over three games and uh now he's finally well,
0: back. Sounds like he uh, right, it, fits know. right in with the A's bullpen.
1: <laughs> yeah, well he's he's much better now. And I, I the Tony Watson I saw today uh is definitely or and, and, and it's in the last couple of games really is a Tony Watson who could have helped the A's.
0: Well, henry we would this leaves us lots to to talk about after the season of course maybe we can yeah. somehow maybe stir things up and get a trade going at the winter meetings maybe yeah we'll do a post-mortem podcast we we shall we shall we'll, we'll have plenty of things to talk about uh anything else kind of on uh jump out at you in this final month uh the last one, month one or last Bochy?
1: thing yeah one uh one last thing and it kind of involves bochi um you know, Pablo Sandoval is going to have Tommy John surgery, and they're delaying it uh, right now. And the reason they're delaying it is because uh, Pablo would like to get one more at bat, you know, one more game for Bochi. And uh, September 1st this year is, uh, is Sunday. It's next Sunday. And uh, I, I don't think the Giants would do it before – Uh, rosters expand because i don't think they would want to have to send somebody out for this because he's on the il and and i and i I do think that's going to be an emotional day when pablo if pablo gets out there has one more at bat for uh you know for bocce on september 1st next sunday at home against the padres and um you know can somehow get a goodbye from the fans a second time sort of like a more heartfelt goodbye for pablo Uh, you know, if this is it for his Giants tenure. Um, And, uh, you know, then he got when he, you know, basically kick them in the teeth after they won the third world series and they said i don't even want to be a giant anymore i'm going to go to the red Sox." and uh, that would be a symbolic beginning to a september that's going to have a lot of symbolism to it the giants are planning a lot of different events i don't have the details yet but i know they're playing a lot of different events for Bochi's final um, month and and yeah that's going to be very uh that's going to be very emotional and heartfelt and you know Bochi does his best to um kind of downplay this all this he tells he tells us that he doesn't want other teams to give him gifts and and all that and and you know yet there's no way that you can um avoid this the significance of a hall of fame caliber manager um leaving uh so i think that's going to be a that's going to be a major storyline i mean anything for the a's uh sort of like in that vein
0: well, they just got to stick in this pennant race, you know. They, uh, yeah. I, I, they do have games remaining against the Astros. I think they felt really good about themselves taking three of four from Houston last week, uh, and they, you know, they have played well against good teams. So, uh, if they can keep winning series, they're in a good position. And if this bullpen continues to stumble, uh, they're they're going to make it hard on themselves. The rotation, as you've seen, is better than anyone expected. So they might set up a little bit better for postseason than they did maybe last year when the rotation was such a question mark that they used an opener in the wild card game. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, uh-huh. that's uh, it's it's as as always. September's a lot of fun, and this year for the A's are a lot a lot of big question marks. But they they probably more pluses than minuses.
1: I'll I'll run quotes for you if we if we go to Tampa uh, <laughs> Bay or Cleveland for a wild card game, I'll, or even here in Oakland, I'll, I'll I'll run quotes for you.
0: Fantastic! I'll I'll, 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 like play I'll play see if I can pull some strings and make that happen. <laughs> Well, Henry, thanks again for another uh, joint episode of the A's Plus and Giant Splash. It is always an absolute pleasure to spend a little time talking baseball with you.
1: All right, and good luck in September.
0: Fantastic. Same to you.
1: Giants Double Play is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. You can support Giants Double Play and a lot of great journalism with subscription to The Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. You can find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Hank Schulman, or you can email me at hshulman at sfchronicle.com.